शिला गुरुदेव की जाय श्रीमन महाप्रभु की जाय श्री हरि नाम संकीर्तन की जाय श्री गिरिराज महाराज की जाय श्री श्री जगन्नाथ बलादेव सुभाद्री की जाय गौर भक्त वृंद की We are continuing with our series of evening lectures on, in anticipation of the celebration that we will have this coming Sunday on Sri Ratha Yatra, the Festival of Chariots. This is falling on this next this fall this coming Sunday, and uh, we are we have selected to speak about certain sections of the. Mahaprabhu's experience of Jagannath Puri, or, or vice versa, Puri experience of Mahaprabhu, however you may like to tell. So today we will be speaking about Mahaprabhu's arrival to Jagannath Puri after having left Jagannath Puri for two years and having traveled to South India. So yesterday we spoke about that, Mahaprabhu's journey to South India, which, as we know, always has a is connected, everything Mahaprabhu is doing, well, we could say is connected with the main purpose for his descent, with the secondary purpose for his descent. So, regarding the secondary purpose, as a sannyasi, he considered, I will travel, I will preach, I will look for my brother also, and that was his main reason when the devotees were not allowing him to go. But, regarding the inner purpose of his descent, tasting Radhabhav, the main purpose of this journey to South India was to meet Sri Rai Ramananda. That was the main purpose of the journey. But on the way to that place, of course, he, he finally goes, the devotees finally allow him to go with one servant, Krishna Das. On his way, he meets different devotees, visits different temples, as hmm, Basudev Bipra, hmm, the, the famous Brahmin with leprosy. We shared the story yesterday. And eventually, he reaches Godavari, in this famous sacred river, on whose banks he's had this deep conversation with Rai Ramananda called Ramananda Sambhat, which we mentioned it represents the very essence and apex of the whole Gorlila, which basically from that moment on, Mahaprabhu will start in a more and more and more and more and more systematic way to culture this Radhavab to the point that he can no longer be a public person and he enters Gambira without a return ticket, if you will. <laughs> So in this conversation, I won't enter into detail, but as you know, Mahaprabhu is asking Ramananda, please speak to me about Sadhya Sadhana Tattva, goal of life, how to attain it, quote Shastra for that. Ramananda will start from the very beginnings of being a, a functional person in society, if you will. <laughs> Mahaprabhu is telling, telling superficial, go deeper, and different purpose, proposals, proposals, like this, Kam Karma Yoga, Krishna Arpana, uh, Swadharma Tyag, um, Karma Mishra Bhakti, Gyan Mishra Bhakti, Gyan Sunya Bhakti, Prem Bhakti, Raga Bhakti, all the different levels of Prem Bhakti, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya, In Madhurya, Radha Prem, and so on. No? Culminating in Mahaprabhu himself. And that's when Mahaprabhu, instead of saying, continue, he puts his hand in the mouth of Ramananda Roy, saying, no? Okay, thank you. I'm satisfied. <laughs> He gives his darshan as Radha and Krishna combined to Roy Ramananda. Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya Radha Krishna So, and after that, of course, Roy Ramananda tells to Mahaprabhu, hopefully we'll see you soon, see us together soon, and he plans to go to Jagannath Puri to assist him 
for the rest of his lila. So then Mahaprabhu continues his journey, meets Venkatabhata in Sri Rangam, as we mentioned, joking, presents this notion of Krishna as the highest form of Bhagavan, above Narayan even, with the little Gopal Bhatta witnessing that. He meets some other sannyasis also on his way, like Rangapuri and Paramananda Puri, different personalities that somehow he's collecting in this type of journey, and eventually many of them will join him in Jagannath Puri as a fixed uh, companions of Sri Chaitanya Dev. Hmm? Also on his way he meets not only personalities but interesting por- uh, Shastra basically, interesting sacred books like Brahma Samhita and Krishna Karnamrita. These two main books related to the Tattva and the Bhava of Gaudiya Vedanta. So Mahaprabhu takes a copy of each of them and takes them back with him hmm, to Puri. In the mean- meanwhile Krishna Das, Mahaprabhu's servant gets distracted at one point, we mentioned that yesterday, so Mahaprabhu recovers him, if you will, rescues him from whatever he was kind of kidnapped and brings him back, and we will see today how the situation continues with him. Eventually he meets Ramananda Roy again when he's returning, going up, going north, up to Puri, and Roy Ramananda says, in 10 days I'm reaching Jagannath Puri to join you. I'm renouncing all my government duties to be with you for the rest of forever, as we said the other day. And we concluded yesterday's meeting with Mahaprabhu's arrival to Jagannath Puri after two years of absence and all the devotees, I mean, basically seeing their life coming back to them because their pran and not their praneshwar, the lore of their pran life heirs is coming. And that's when Mahaprabhu goes to Sarvabhu and says, thank you so much for having advised me in such a wise way. When I started my journey, you told me, you better meet with Ramananda Roy. You and him have something in common. So Mahaprabhu is coming now and saying, you are too right, too correct. (laughs) So thank you so much. So today we are continuing with Mahaprabhu's official arrival to Buri and what transpires in this connection. So it is described that his return was mostly, I mean many reasons for his return, return, and one of them was basically his devotees. Krishna Das Kaviraj highlights that aspect. He's returning for his devotees. They were just basically dying in separation from him. And different types of devotees, because you can remember what happened. Mahaprabhu went to Puri. First day happened what it happened, remember? Met Sarvabhoma Vatachari. After a week, the guru of the king, Sarvabhoma Vatachari, was converted, which by extension will imply, as we will see, today and these days, the king will convert it, and by extension, the whole city of Puri will be converted. So, in the first week, almost all Puri was converted, basically. And very quickly, Mahaprabhu traveled to South India, leaving behind him a whole kingdom totally mad with love of God. And he just traveling south for two years. So, in these two years, all the associates of Mahaprabhu and those who have been associating with him in those little few days he was in Puri were suffering deep separation but on top of that many other devotees that never saw Mahaprabhu were suffering deep separation because that's called Purbarag basically there are four types of separation one of them is Purbarag this more connected the term with Madhurya Bhav but the idea applies in Sakya Bhav that's with Kantita but the idea basically is the type of separation you feel from the object of your love when you have never met that person you just heard about the person. Or you saw a picture, or someone showed some symptoms in connection to him, her, whatever. 
So there was a good part of Puri was experiencing this Purvarag and wanting to meet the object of their love for two years waiting, never met him. And one of those personalities was the king of Jagannath Puri, Prataparudra Maharaj Ki Jai. <laughs> because when Mahaprabhu was there for this few days before leaving south, Prataparudra Maharaj, also called Gajapati, he went on some con conquest, you say, somewhere else. So he never met Pur uh, Mahaprabhu at that point. So he returned to his kingdom and he found, okay, now <laughs> some news are here. No, my whole kingdom is just swimming in the waves of Baba. What did I miss, basically? <laughs> I mean, that was his concern. He was not upset because what was happening. He was upset because he was not present there, basically. Because he was a great, great devotee. Hmm? So he was. He will be our main character today, as I say yesterday. No? Yesterday the main character was Roy Ramananda. Day before yesterday the main character was Bhattacharya Sarvabhoma. Today main character will be Prataparudra Maharaj. Hmm? So Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya again, who was like the, the guru of the king, tried to counsel Prataparudra Maharaj. Hmm? So Mahaprabhu is coming very soon. You will have his darshan for sure, somehow or other. But meanwhile try to arrange some place for him to stay. Some nice place, find for him. Some quiet place. He needs some quiet environment. But at the same time, the place that may be not too far from Jagannath Temple, because Mahaprabhu would like to go have darshan of Sri Jagannath on a daily basis. So in this, in this, in this way, um, Prataparudra Maharaj thinks and suggests Kasimistra. That's a good place. At this point, Mahaprabhu was not officially yet established in what we call now as Gambira. This is a place, it's a part of Kasimistra's compound that he gave to Mahaprabhu. It's a little room for those who have been there. <laughs> so he's assigned this particular section there. So, so eventually all this is arranged. Now all the arrangements are made for Mahaprabhu hmm, to be established there and so on. Hmm. So in this way, basically, what to do? The, the next day Mahaprabhu was, was arriving. So everything was just there. We try to enter into the, to the mood with all of us, basically. So all the city is preparing for Mahaprabhu's arrival. There's a whole city vibrating in separation from this one single great personality. Hmm? So it is said that Mahaprabhu arrived to Jagannath Puri, takes darshan of Jagannath, receives Jagannath Mahaprasad. This is a classical sequence arriving to Jagannath. Hmm? And he goes to Kasimisra, who, remember, he was the one the previous pastime was with him in Navadvip. We didn't go there because we didn't enter into the Navadvip Lila. But you know, Kasimisra, breaking of the Mridanga, torch lights, and first time the Nagars and Kirtan going out. So now he assigning this in Puri to Mahaprabhu. So Mahaprabhu receives Kasimisra, or Kasimisra receives Mahaprabhu. And Mahaprabhu gives darshan to Kasimisra of Chaturbhuj, forearm form, embrace Kasimisra. Powerful embrace, forearm embrace basically. <laughs> and then Mahaprabhu starts to sit with all the devotees. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu shows lots of, of concern that every person and every devotee, everything is finding its proper place and accommodation. So all this organization that has to go on, like in meetings like this, also are part of all Lilas, you can see. <laughs> Someone has to see who will cook. Hmm? Dinner is being burned, be careful. Oh, all the things. <laughs> so Mahaprabhu himself was also 
considering this type of things. And he sat among his devotees and I ba he basically said, I belong to you, my body belongs to you, we belong to each other basically. But his main point was, I belong to you, so you do with me what you consider. I'm just a puppet in your hands. Over and over again he will show this, this move. So then Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya starts to introduce all of these different devotees and inhabitants of Puri that never met Mahaprabhu. Try to imagine the situation. All these newcomers, if you will, have been hearing for, from Mah about Mahaprabhu for two years, but never met him, never met him, never met him. And now they were meeting him for the first time. Sarvabhoma is showing. This is such devotee. I, I'm summarizing here. But in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Sarvabhoma starts to be in detail. This is this devotee coming from this place. This is his background. This is his story. And this is this devotee. And this other devotee. And verses and verses and verses. And, and, and we shouldn't get tired of, do, of, of hearing all these names. I'm just for practical reasons not, not mentioning them. But it is mentioned that it's just by hearing the names of these personalities one gets so much blessed, so much purified. It's not that, oh, now comes the names section. Let's turn the pages quickly. <laughs> Or like, I don't know, when, when Krishna das describes in detail all the different preparations of prasad that were offered and to Mahaprabhu or to Jagannath, sometimes there are pages and pages. And you may say, oh, now now comes the, the, cook, the cookbook, so let's go quickly to the, to the more interesting section. No, it doesn't work like that. No, we should understand all the things are described with, with a certain feeling, no, with certain bhava. So it's not only what's being said, but how that's being said. So we should need to... We need to imbibe all the things. So, <clears throat> the point is this. This shows the power of Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu, many people in Puri were totally converted only by hearing about Mahaprabhu. I mean, someone, we already heard, some are totally converted by seeing Mahaprabhu, which already is a lot, if you will. Just by seeing him, they start to cascade tears. Cascade tears. But some, some others... Never, even they've never met Mahaprabhu. Just heard from some other about Mahaprabhu, but some other was totally intoxicated with Prem. So it's it was as, as if having Mahaprabhu present, because as we know, whatever there is Prem for Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu is there. Whatever is Prem, Bhagavan is there. They are not different. Say Bhagavan in the Bhagavan. I am in the heart of my devotees. My devotees are in my heart. I do not know anyone apart from them. They do not know anyone apart from me. Basically, we are totally lost in love for each other. That's the standard between Bhagavan and his devotees. So, then one of the devotees that Sarvabhoma introduces to Mahaprabhu is Ramananda Roy's father. Till now, Mahaprabhu didn't meet them, only met Ramananda. So, he's introduced to Bhavananda Roy. and he came with his four kids. He had five, but Ramananda was not there, still on his way to Puri, remember? So Mahaprabhu starts to glorify Bhavananda Roy after meeting Ramananda Roy. He says, Oh my. And that's when he says, You are like Pandu. And all your children are like the Pandavas. And Ramananda is Arjun. In this connection with we spoke yesterday. And Bhavananda feels himself, I'm so falling, I'm just like a Sudra wretched personality and Mahaprabhu not allowing him to continue saying those things and starts to embrace him while he falls to the ground. This is a constant exchange of love between Mahaprabhu and his devotees. They're falling to the ground, crying and feeling themselves totally unworthy. 
Mahaprabhu taking them up, embracing them, bathing them with their tears, and he himself feeling blessed by having the chance of embracing such a devotee and so on. <clears throat> so now comes the part related to Krishna Das, Mahaprabhu's servant in South India. At this point, after all this introduction finishes, Mahaprabhu will tell everyone, okay, now you can go home. We will let, let Sri Chaitanya Dev having some rest. And Mahaprabhu asked, call Krishna Das, also called Kali Krishna Das sometimes. So now, at that point, Mahaprabhu starts, enters into another mood. Some minutes before, he was embracing every devotee and crying and crying. Now Kali Krishna Das comes. Remember, it's, he's his servant who became distracted at one point. So Mahaprabhu enters into the mood of strict sannyas, showing some examples, saying, he was, he, this fellow, whatever, <laughs> something like that. No? I mean, he was totally distracted. He was supposed to join me, to help me, and he, he got distracted by many, many, some ladies and then entered with some battered hearties and so on. And I had to go and rescue him because if not, who knows where he will end. So now he already accompanied me back here. I'm already back in Puri. He can go wherever he likes. But I don't want to see him basically again. Like, see Like, look into... There was Krishna that Mahaprabhu was looking that direction, basically. So I don't want to see him. So Krishna that starts to cry. Because he was a devotee. And he was sincerely repentant, but he had a fall down, as we call <laughs> A distraction, let's call it. So he started to cry and fell at the feet of Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu woke up and left the room and went to take lunch <laughs> without saying a word. So again, we can say, oh, he's so cruel. But actually, we'll see the arrangement here. And he has to show certain standard of Sanya's Dharma. That was his main point here. But meanwhile, he was orchestrating a whole redemption, unique redemption for Krishna Das. So it's, do, not, do not take just one part of the story. So Mahaprabhu acted in that way, but all his associates, intimate associates, their hearts, their hearts were breaking when seeing the condition of Krishna Das. So they started to devise a whole plan, led by Nityananda Prabhu. He was the, the head of the gang, if you will. No? So Nityananda thought, hmm, Krishna Das is totally heartbroken. What can we do for him to, to be redeemed, basically, you know, to gain new life? So Nityananda thought, we, we ha I have a plan. So he devised the following plan. Say, let's send Krishna Das to Navadvip as a messenger, as a dutta, and he will go and now to now. Remember that Jagannath Puri and is not too, too far, and generally people is coming and going and bringing news, and that's why Sachi told Mahaprabhu, go to now. I will always have someone coming and bringing news about you. So now the news were, Mahaprabhu arrived. <laughs> Everyone was like, where is he for two years? It's not that they were receiving, I don't know, Instagram pictures and WhatsApp messages just coming in some days or something. Nobody have a clue where he is. So suddenly he is there back in Puri. So Nityananda thought, let's send Krishna Das to Nadia, to Navadri. And he will give the greatest, best possible news to every inhabitant of Nadia. Mahaprabhu is back. Mahaprabhu is back. And he will be the joy of all Navadri. And he will regain his... And he will be showered with affection by so many devotees, by giving such news, that he will get new life from this. Because at this point he was totally 
broken, I mean destroyed basically. Mm-hmm. So they thought in this way, and, and they gave to Krishna, that's enough Jagadat Mahaprasad also to take to the inhabitants of Nadia. So he went first to Mother Sachi, mm-hmm. the elder of the whole village, and then with Advaita Charya, and all the inhabitants of Vrindavan, one by one, Sri Gora Sundar is back, Sri Gora Sundar is back to Jagannath Puri. Like implying with this, you can also go and see him there. It's not just his back, but it has that those news had some implications basically. Mm-hmm. So it is said that all the devotees in now they were like back to life. All of them were also dying in separation from Mahaprabhu. So all of them re- re- met at, at Bhaitacharya's house. He was like the elder of the community, and they had a festival. They were just celebrating that Mahaprabhu returned to Puri. No, he, he didn't return to Nadia, but just Puri. But they, it was worthy of celebration. So for three days. They celebrated. Mahaprabhu is back to Puri. Mahaprabhu is back to Puri. Hmm? So, and again, apparently Mahaprabhu rejected Krishna Das, banished, banished, banished him. But at the same time, hmm, through his other self, Nityananda Prabhu, his 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 other half, he extended that mercy that he as a sannyasi was not able to facilitate, basically, because again he took sannyasi. Because that Sanya Sashram facilitated some moments, if you will, for delivering his message. But in the same, in the same way as it facilitated something, it also uh, say, constricted, limited him in certain ways. For example, that's why he sent Nityananda to preach to, to Bengal in, in the, how do you say, in the saloons? <laughs> no, how do you say anything? Yeah, brothels and all these places that you won't see a sannyasi generally that there. No, it will be like, what's going on here? <laughs> so in this way, Leponis Bhagavan shows his grace in very mysterious ways. Because overtly it seems Mahaprabhu is rejecting you. But at the same time, that's create, that so-called rejection has created a very unique mercy that took the form for Kal Krishna does in the way of the form of being showered by the affection of all Navajas. So all the devotees there in Puri, <coughs> in Puri, sorry, now after these three days of celebration, say, well, what to do now? Let's go to Puri. Let's go to Puri. So they ask permission to Sachi Mata. She's not going. She stays there because of the rules of Sanyas, what we know, stays there with Vishnu Priya. But all the rest of the devotees in Navadvip, they go with Sachi Mata's blessing and permission. And other devotees from other villages that the news come, Kulia, Kulinagram, and other places like Kanda, all of them start to go to Puri. And this will become like a yearly standard. All the devotees from outside of Puri will visit Mahaprabhu during four months for the Chaturmasi period, you know, which is about to start here. It is said the next day, someone who came also there was Swarup Damodar, a very crucial piece in the whole puzzle of Krishna Lila, along with Roy Ramananda, these two main associates that will accompany Mahaprabhu in the Gambira. It is said that Swarup Damodar was residing at the time in Navadvip as a Brahmachari, and when he heard that Mahaprabhu accepted sannyas, he went like, who is that from? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We have soundtrack also for the narration. 
that creates more than me. <laughs> so it is said that when Rubakia, here you are. Okay. We will add you with the Photoshop to the photo to the group photo. Okay. Yeah. You get your test, everything okay? Yes, yes. Okay. Shopping test, everything. Okay, okay. Shopping has to be okay also. Okay. So it is said that when Swarup Damodara, who was res- reciting in Navadvip, he was Brahmachari at that point, and he heard Mahaprabhu accepted sannyas, and he went crazy and, and ran to Varanasi and accepted sannyas also himself, basically. Hmm? And eventually he joined Mahaprabhu here uh, in Jagannath Puri. He will go there and, and, and remain there with him forever. Hmm? So gradually we will see how all these players start to join Mahaprabhu in, in his team, if you will. Another personality that is mentioned at this point is Govinda Das. And Govinda Das will be eventually Mahaprabhu's personal servant during these last years in Puri, but from that moment, from this moment on also. So Govinda Das is a disciple of Ishwara Puri. So he's a god brother of Mahaprabhu, if you will. The two of them are disciples of Ishwara. So Govinda Das comes to, to, his, to, to, to Puri and says to Mahaprabhu, our Gurudev, Ishwara Puri, before leaving this world, he already had left at this point, gave me the instructions of coming here and becoming your personal servant. Hmm. So Mahaprabhu said, but uh, you are a servant of my Gurudev. So I, you are worthy of my respect. How can I accept that you become my servant? So what to do? Well, he was in a dilemma. Because Govinda was not senior. I mean, he may be senior in age a little bit, but he was not senior in, how do you say, in ranking? <laughs> right? They were God brothers, the two of them. But Ishwarapuri said, you become Mahaprabhu's servant, Chief Krishna Chaitanya's servant. So Mahaprabhu asked Sarvabhoma, He's taking him as an elder. What to do here? And Sarvabhoma said, the instruction of the Guru is to be followed. So your Gurudev say he's your servant. You have to accept that. In the context of Guru Seva. So that's what Mahaprabhu accepts. Okay. So from now on, Govinda will not only serve Mahaprabhu, but it is said that he was, if you will, the personal servant of all the Vaishnavas. He was totally like absorbed in that identity. I'm the servant of the Vaishnava. I mean, all, everyone should be absorbing that identity. But he really took that to heart. No? And he was always like taking care of the respective necessities that each Vaishnava may have and making the arrangement for that to happen. So that's a very, very important example for us to get inspiration. The Dasanudasanudasanudas conception. Sri Govinda Das, Kijai. <clears throat> so who else is coming then? Brahmananda Bharati arriving. Very staunch, powerful sannyas. One of the sannyasi that will join Mahaprabhu along with Paramananda Puri. He was a monist before, but he became converted. He said, when I saw you, he said to Mahaprabhu, all my monism was thrown to the wind or something. <laughs> I became totally mad with you. Kashishvar Pandit also appears. So in this way, the Shastra is describing how all these different players in the Lila Puri gradually are Mahaprabhu came back from South India and all of them start to come more and more and more and more. Some of them just visit him for four months and some others will join him again for the rest of, of the of the Lila in Jagannath Puri. So at this point, going back to Prataparudra Maharaj, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya gets close to Mahaprabhu and says, There is someone called Prataparudra Maharaj, <laughs> that someone is the king of Puri. 
Of course, the king of Puri, even the king nowadays is a Vaishnava and the king, if you go to Puri, the king will say, I'm not the king, the king here is Jagannath. No, I'm just a servant of the king. And I take this royal clothes, but actually the king is in the altar, I'm, I'm just a servant. So Prataparudra Maharaj was this type of king. He was a Vaishnava, he was a servant, a great devotee, and he was burning, literally, in separation of Mahaprabhu and with, with intense desire of having the darshan of Mahaprabhu. Basically, so Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya is like how to say interceding, interceding, mm -hmm. speaking like in, in, in on behalf of the king to Mahaprabhu. I'm saying Prataparudra Maharaj will like to have to your darshan. So how does how did Mahaprabhu react to that? Say, <laughs> <laughs> so what are you? I mean, why why are you requesting from me something so unbecoming? It's undesirable uh, to meet a king, the very personification of materialism, politics, power, fame, enjoy, worldly enjoyment. I'm a sannyasi. Again, his sannyasi side appears to maintain some example, because if a sannyasi is seen with politics and so on, that his his position may be compromised in the eyes of the of the public, if you will. So Mahaprabhu, was, I mean, he knew. Pratapurudramas is a Vaishnava. He was not judging him, but he was externally showing this for many reasons. One of them to turn the heart of the king, <laughs> increase the separation, but also to set this standard in a more relative social level. So he said, for a sannyasi to meet a king, that's how it's the same of drinking poison, basically. All his vows, he will become contaminated. I won't see the king. I mean, do not even continue speaking about that. And several say, but the, he's not a king, ordinary king. He's a great Vaishnava. Generally, kings are not great Vaishnavas. But he say he's a great Vaishnava. A king is like secondary upadi, uh, designation. He's a great Vaishnava. He's a great devotee of Jagannath. Uh, Mahaprabhu said, still the situation is dangerous. Still he's a king on some level. So, I mean, he was not distrusting the king. He was much showing a, an example. I have to be strict with myself, basically. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu says to Sarvabhama, and please stop speaking about these things because if you continue insisting, I will leave Jagannath Puri altogether. So sometimes Mahaprabhu will say those type of things, but he wanted someone to stop <laughs> insisting something. He will say, if you continue speaking about that, I'm leaving here right now. And everyone was like, okay. No, no, we won't speak anymore. Please stay with us. <laughs> because for them, Mahaprabhu leaving will be the end, officially. He learned from Sriva. Again? Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is said that at that moment, Prataparudra Maharaj had left for, for some days or something, and he returned to Puri. And he went with his retinue to, to the temple to have darshan there. And Ramananda Roy came to Jagannath Puri. Remember, Ramananda Roy was on his way from south to Jagannath Puri. Hmm? And he finally arrived to Jagannath Puri along with Prataparudra Maharaj because Ramananda Roy was working in the kingdom of Raj Prataparudra. Hmm? So Ramananda Roy starts now to speak to Mahaprabhu about the king. And we will see how different devotees will try to present the case of Prataparudra Maharaj to Mahaprabhu. <laughs> so Ramananda Roy now comes because he worked from him and said, Prataparudra Maharaj is such a great person, such a merciful king. He he freed me, freed me, freed freed me from all my 
Yeah, my duties and my responsibilities in the government and allow me to come here, join you forever. Such a great devotee, such a great personality. Hmm? <clears throat> because he knew, oh, Ramananda wants to be engaged in the service of Mahaprabhu. So the king said, you are free to do whatever you like. No. It is said that even the king started to pay a salary to Ramananda Roy for not working in the government. <laughs> and not only one salary, but he paid double, just in case. So he will have no concern, only because he was absorbed in the service of Sriman Mahaprabhu. So all the things were being shared to Mahaprabhu, like a way of trying to convey, present the case of Pratapurudra Maharaj. He's a great personality and so on. So it is said that when, even when the king heard that Ramanandaru was going to join Mahaprabhu, the king himself started to show ecstatic symptoms. But just being able to allow someone that worked with him to serve Mahaprabhu. Just to give an idea who was Prataparudra Maharaj. No? Even if he could free someone in his government to serve Mahaprabhu, that for him created different ecstatic symptoms. So again, he gave this double, how do you say, salary, pension, if you will, and said, you engage in the service of Mahaprabhu. I cover you from tip to toe. No need to worry about anything. So, <clears throat> Prataparudra Maharaj, with full humility, said to Ramananda Roy, you are so fortunate because you have the chance of engaging in the service of Mahaprabhu now. I'm so unfortunate. I have not had even his darshan yet. And Prataparudra Maharaj crying, crying with Ramananda Roy. And Ramananda Roy conveying all this to Mahaprabhu. <laughs> and basically the, the hope, yeah, the, the only hope that kept Prataparudra Maharaj alive was someday I will see him. <clears throat> someday I will see him. Who knows when, but someday I will see him. When or oh, when that day will be mine. Oh, oh, like they sing in Jagannath Puri. Nayana Patagami Bhava to me. Jagannath Swami. When oh Jagannath will cross the path of my eyes. Another way of saying when I will see him. So Ramananda Roy says to Mahaprabhu, I personally, and he's saying, really feeling that, I don't have even a fraction of the love for you that Prataparudra Maharaj has for you. That's a fact. And Mahaprabhu said, no, no, no. I mean, not because speaking lower of the, the king, but Brahmananda, please, you are my best devotee. Don't, don't say that. And for sure, whoever has affection for you will receive, Krishna will bless him, basically, he said. Like indirectly implying, the king will be eventually blessed. I'm working on that. <laughs> it's already happening. Installments very gradual installments. Mm -hmm. So eventually the king is back in Puri and he calls for Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya and he asks, mm -hmm. can you please make some arrangement for me to have some meeting with Warsaw? I mean, that was his only concern. He was not thinking about anything else. I mean, he had to make the, all the kingdom staff, but his real concern was, is it possible now? Can I see Mahaprabhu? He already knew Mahaprabhu denied because of obvious reason, and the king himself was fearing that I'm a king. And I'm so fallen. Mm -hmm. And Sarvabhoma told to the king, I really tried many times to the point that he threatened, I will leave the whole place. I had to stop there. I don't think you want him to leave Puri. The king said, no, no, no. We don't want that. <laughs> but I want his darshan. <laughs> and he starts to cry and to lament. He said, oh, now this, this great personality, Bhagavan himself, he accepted Mahaprabhu as Bhagavan. 
Sri Krishna Chaitanya has descended to deliver every single being on earth, including Jagai and Madai, but only one unfortunate soul called Prataparudra Maharaj <laughs> remains bereft of his grace. Everyone was delivered, even Jagai and Madai. We know the story. I mean, the, the, the worst wretched people you can imagine, even they were delivered. Only one person is still has not had Mahaprabhu's grace. One poor fellow called Prataparudra Maharaj. He himself speaking in third person like this. So he, he, if he doesn't want to see me, the king starts to speak in this term. My whole kingdom has no meaning. My whole life has no meaning. So indirectly he's saying, I will die. If I cannot see Mahaprabhu, I will die. And that was real. I mean, it's not just nice words to make, to manipulate psychologically the others. I will kill myself, bring him. No? But he was really thinking, I will die. He's my praneshwar, my prananat, the lord of my pran. <clears throat> so Sarvabhama was seeing the determination of the king, the devotion of the king, so he was sure somehow or other you will receive his grace. At this moment, I cannot tell you how, because I've tried, <laughs> but by seeing your hmm, love for him, I mean, you have to have his darshan. Hmm? Hmm? Because you can only approach Sri Gorsundar through Prem. So you have Prem. So somehow or other, it has to happen. That, that, that was his, his logic, if you will, based on, on Prem. I mean, we know whatever there is Prem, he has to be there. He's controlled by Prem. And you have that Prem. So even though he's saying no, 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 your Prem in your heart is saying yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so he's saying no, but somehow a yes is coming, basically. And Sarvabhoma gives some interesting suggestion to the king. We see another degree of seeing the, the, the conversion of Sarvabhoma. He advised Mahaprabhu, you go and meet uh, Ramananda in the south. Now he's advising the king. And this will, we will see that in, in next lectures. But this is something that he says to the king. There is one moment, very soon, Ratha Yatra is coming. In a few days, it's coming. So that will be the day, that may be the, the, the ideal moment for you to have darshan of Mahaprabhu. Why? Because, and Sarvabhama, you, you see how, how well he knew Mahaprabhu. He said, in Rathiatra, our Lord, our Prabhu, will be dancing in ecstasy. He will be lost in Mahabhava and dancing and singing ecstatically. And at one point of the dancing, he's kind of visualizing, like prophecy-like visualization. He's coming. At one point of his dancing, he will go to rest to the Jagannath Balav Gardens. At that point, he will be fainted there because of ecstasy. <laughs> so at that point, you have to approach him, not dressed as a king, but with normal Vaishnava dress, normal, simple Vaishnava dress. And you recite to him Rasa Panchadhyay which are the five chapters about the Rasa Lila in the Bhagavad, chapters 29 to 33 of the 10th canto. And specifically, we will see he will chant something in particular from the Rasa Pamchadya, the Gopi Gita, and specifically one verse. <laughs> we will see that, not today, but the next. So the point is, in that moment, you approach to him. He will be in a particular mood, and by you reciting that particular section, you will nourish his mood in such a way that in that will nourish his bhav in such a way that he will immediately embrace you. And that's what you want, right? Yes. <laughs> so he already you know, 
the king took note of this very wise, rustic advice by Sarvabhuma. But before reaching there, that will be not today. There are some other things to share. Then, before Rathiyatra, there is a nice festival. That's another whole series altogether. All the festivals along the year for Jagannath in Puri, that's an, another constellation altogether. <laughs> but before Rathiyatra, there is one festival called Snan Yatra. So, Snan Yatra means, Snan means bathing. Or bathe, yeah. So, Snan Yatra is the festival of bathing. But Jagannath is being bathed. And after being bathed, Mahaprabhu was, of course, there witnessing the festival, very happy. But it is said that after his bath, it is said that he, he gets a cold. A cold, you say? Mm-hmm. And he becomes sick. So he's put into the temple, and nobody can have darshan of him for a week. And all the diet that is offered, the daily Mahaprasad, the daily bhoga that is offered to Jagannath, which are, I mean... <laughs> If we start to mention all the preparation that to Jagannath, we have to end the retreat here because it's, we have to continue speaking. So many preparations, so many times he's eating. I mean, one name of Jagannath Puri is Anakshetra. Anakshetra means the place for food, basically. <laughs> and so many times he's eating per day, many times, and so many preparations, many, and every time he's eating, and different things. But this, during after this Nan Yatra, Jagannath is sick. So he's offered just like some tea with herbs no? for him to recover. <laughs> that's, that's what he's eating, his diet for that week. Some soup, something like Like when you have a cold. I mean, that's, that's eventually how you relate to the deity uh, in very like intimate terms. Oh, you're sick now. I cannot bring ladu and puri and kachori and halaba and all this stuff. Some tea with herbs, you have to recover. After this bathing, too much water, you got a cold. So Rathiatra is coming, so better you are okay for that day or something <laughs> so and also during this period Mahaprabhu is uh, Mahaprabhu Jagannath is painted repainted before Rathiyatra so he's not giving darshan the point is this and Mahaprabhu is suffering so much in separation he was on a daily basis to have darshan of Jagannath so for a week no darshan so that was not a week for Mahaprabhu that was yugas after yugas subjectively speaking so in that mood, the mood of, of the gopis, he, leave, he leaves Jagannath Puri at that moment and goes to uh, Alalanath, which is not that far, but it's not in Jagannath Puri. Hmm? So all the devotees follow him to Alalanath. And he stayed for some days till Jagannath was back. Hmm? And they tried to implore, please return to Puri, because many devotees are coming from Bengal. Remember, at this same time, all these devotees are coming from Navadvip for meeting Mahaprabhu. So that, that's a, they, they knew how to bring Mahaprabhu back. <laughs> no? All the devotees are coming from Bengal to see you. Okay, so Mahaprabhu, Sarvabhoma brings Mahaprabhu back to Jagannath Puri. And it is said that he goes to inform the king about this. And, and, and when all this is happening, Gopinathacharya appeared. Gopinathacharya was uh, brother-in-law in English? Brother-in-law of Sarvabhoma. So he immediately says, 200 devotees are on his way here coming from Navadvip. Hmm? So he tried to enter into the, into the description, into the portal. Hmm? Hmm? It is said that these devotees were just running, coming, running like mad people after Mahaprabhu, basically. They were not even preoccupied, like, I, did you already make a reservation in the guest house where I will <laughs> sleep in Puri? Everything is properly arranged. And they were just running. No, they were not thinking, where I will stay, where I will sleep, is there Wi-Fi or not? 
wife or not, what I will eat. I mean, they were just running after Mahaprabhu, and Mahaprabhu himself was organizing all the details for him, for them. That's how it works, as we explained the other day. You surrender to me, I maintain you in whatever you need, basically. I provide what I myself personally make the arrangements. So Mahaprabhu Bhagavan himself here in Puri is organizing where each devotee will stay, that they have proper prasad. He himself, Bhagavan, is doing the arrangements because they were so mad in love with him. So the devotees were coming and Prataparudra Maharaj, the king, again, he hasn't seen Mahaprabhu yet, but now he heard 200 devotees from Mahaprabhu coming from Navada, and he became ecstatic, like, I want to see them. Like feeling, it's kind of seeing Mahaprabhu, because there are personifications of love for him. So, I want to see, I want to know who, all about them, who each, each of them, the 200 ones. I want the detailed description of each one of them. No? <laughs> so, they, so they went to the, the rooftop, you say, rooftop of the palace no? with Sarvabhoma, he asked Sarvabhoma, tell me all about them. But Sarvabhoma said, I don't know, I do not know them, basically. I know a few of them, I've been converted and I got to know some of them. For, but most of them also, I'm starting to meet them for the first time. So Gopinath Acharya came, he knew them much in detail. So he started to identify. And there is again a very detailed description from the terrace, terrace? Terrace. terrace of the king, of the palace of the king. There was the king. Sarvabhoma, his guru, and Gopinath Acharya, Sarvabhoma's brother-in-law. And there's long description in Chaitanya Sritamta. That's who is running there like mad and crying and rolling on the ground. That's Nityananda Prabhu. No. <laughs> Roaring. Oh, well, Nityananda was already there. No, sorry. But someone who was coming from there. No, let's say Swarup Dhanadar. And everyone was basically crying and rolling on the ground. <laughs> But each one has, of course, their unique qualities. So it's a long list of verses describing each one of these 200 great personalities. So you can imagine Prataparudra Maharaj was beyond himself, basically, we're hearing this. Mm -hmm. And at this point comes the famous section where Prataparudra Maharaj asks, but what are they doing? Not only they are running and crying and rolling, but they are singing and dancing in a way I've never saw it before. And as, as my Guru Maharaj will say, the king was very experienced, Prataparudra Maharaj in Jagannath Puri, about different theistic conceptions and ways of worshipping Bhagavan, because he was the king of Puri, and, and somehow or other, there are different conceptions of Jagannath in Puri, and different people who worship Jagannath with different ideas in mind. In Jagannath, you have like one of the main monasteries of Sankaracharya, you have Christian monasteries, Buddhists worship Jagannath, and what to speak, Vaishnavs, and different lines of Vaishnavs with different conceptions. So he was a custom of different styles of worship, if you will. But this time he saw this wild gang of <laughs> transcendental madmen, and he was like, what's that? I never saw that, that type of... I don't know even how to call that. <laughs> and that's when Sarvabhoma replies, saying, Chaitanya, Shishya, Prem, Sankirtan. So that's, he says, Chaitanya Shristi. That's the Shristi of Sri Chaitanya. That's the creation of Sri Chaitanya. And that's called Prem Sankirtan. Not only Sankirtan, but Prem Sankirtan. <laughs> so they are singing and dancing and celebrating, overflowing with Prem. And that's created by Sri Chaitanya. 
So all this you can imagine is just like throwing further fuel into the fire of the king's longing. Sri Chaitanya, Sri Chaitanya. Mm. Mm. So, so the king really deeply appreciates the arrival of the devotees. He's totally favorable. He something special that he appreciates is they are coming running to see Mahaprabhu. They do not care to go first and see Jagannath. <laughs> Generally, whoever goes to Jagannath Puri first will go and offer pranam to Jagannath. But uh, Mahaprabhu himself did that. <laughs> but all his associates were always first and taking darshan of Mahaprabhu, the moving Jagannath sometimes called the dancing Jagannath. Mm-hmm. And then the king starts to continue asking, but where they are not following like the classical style of arriving to a pilgrimage site and you generally like, I don't know, take certain bath and shave and fast, uh, but they are just like going, running to Mahaprabhu and accepting Mahaprasad from Jagannath. Mm-hmm. And Sarvabhama kind of relates his own story. Yeah, I know what you mean. I was one... I was on the other side before, but then when I was converted by Mahaprabhu, remember, he came and gave him Mahaprasad at 2 a.m., you know, <laughs> make him, making him break all these karma, kanda, social, re- religious rules, and jai, Mahaprasad ki jai. So this is another level, spontaneous attraction and love. So, so all this is again making the king, and through all this arrangement, Mahaprabhu is again making the turning and turning the heart of the king more and more and more and more and more. That's the whole idea of separation also. You already experience a form of union in the form of deep longing. So, well, eventually all these devotees meet Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu becomes ecstatic while meeting all these Navadvip devotees after more than two years. His old associate from Navadvip who met, who knew him and as Nimai Pandit and Nimai Vishwambar. Hmm. So you can imagine Mahaprabhu embracing each of them, crying deeply, offering garlands to each of his associates, putting sandalwood paste. Hmm. And then Sarvabhoma and Gopinath start to meet all of them for the first time. Try to imagine all the things. No? Sarvabhoma at the Chari meeting, Swarup Damodar, and this devotee, and Srivas Pandit. Great, great soul from the, from the two sides, basically. And Mahaprabhu starts to glorify each one of his associates, the recent arrived associates, he starts to glorify them. Murari Gupta, Srivas Pandit, Vasudev Data, Haridas Thakur came at this point also. So he starts to glorify in detail each of them, showing how much he really means that. And then he says to them, thinking of all of you, I brought two books from South India. And that's when he shows the Krishna Karnamrita and the Brahma Samhita. So you can copy all of you, he told them. So you, each of, all of the devotees made their own respective copies. Of, which is not just send me the, the PDF or something, no? but it was just like a very absorbed seva. And it is said that because of this, all these works eventually were like spread around India. So after this, Mahaprabhu accommodates each one of these recently arrived associates in their different rooms. Remember, the king was arranging everything, Kasimisra and Mahaprabhu himself, and arranging, okay, we will make prasad ready, lunch for you, but first go to the ocean, have a bath. You have, you have remember, long journey. <laughs> so, and then in the context of this, they described that Mahaprabhu goes and visits Haridas Thakur. Haridas Thakur, as you know, is considered the Namacharya, 
uh, his Brahma appearing in Gaur Lila, but he is of Muslim birth in the Gaur Lila. There's a whole reason for that, but we won't go into detail now. Because he feels himself so fallen, because being a Muslim, he said, I, I cannot stay with all of you. All of you are Hindus and Brahmins, and I'm so fallen, so I, I, want, I, want, I don't want to disturb anyone. So he's resided some distance from Jagannath Temple. Nowadays you can go to the place he resided called Siddhabakul. So he was staying there. So since he, because of his deep humility, felt I'm so fallen and I will contaminate everyone, I won't join, I won't reside there. Mahaprabhu said, okay, I appreciate your humility, but Mahaprabhu is going to visit him on a daily basis. No? He cannot enter the temple of Jagannath, only Hindus allowed, <laughs> but Jagannath is going to visit him on a daily basis in the form of Sri Chaitanya Dev. So it is said that Mahaprabhu goes and visits Haridas, and of course Haridas is chanting, <laughs> like he's usually him. So, and once he, he sees Mahaprabhu, he falls to the ground. Mahaprabhu again embraces him, rises, rises, raises him. And the two of them are crying profusely. Krishna Das Kavira says, each of them being transformed by the qualities of the other. <laughs> the two of them being affected by the mutual love that they have. And of course, as we know, Haridas will say, please, O Prabhu, do not touch me. You will get contaminated. I'm so falling. I'm I will contaminate you and say, no, 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 please. I'm touching you to purify myself. And Mahaprabhu embraces him even tightly. If you will. And that, that's when Mahaprabhu says to Haridas, yeah, you remain here. You look at the chakra on the, on, the, on the dome of the Jagannath temple, which is none different from having the darshan of Jagannath. You cannot enter there, but you can see Jagannath within the chakra. And I will visit you on a daily basis and bring you prasad. And that's happened on a daily basis. Mahaprabhu visiting Haridas Thakur there and Siddha Bakul. So, <clears throat> so then quickly Mahaprabhu goes to the ocean, has bath, and goes for arranging, remember, lunch for all the devotees from Bengal that had come. <clears throat> and he himself serves prasad to them. But triple quantity, basically. That's the standard on Gorlila, basically. Not normal plate, but one, two, three. To begin with, then comes the repetition. <laughs> the, the term in Bengali for that is akanta. A kanta means up to the neck. Kanta means like neck. Now that's why we say kanti. Kanti means something that goes in the kanta. So a kanta means still here, no? prasad. <laughs> Some life errors are flowing just enough to survive, but then Jagannath Mahaprasad up to the neck. <laughs> So Mahaprabhu serves them, and at the end of serving Prasad, he adorns them, he puts garland, he decorates them with sandalwood paste, crying and lovingly, you know, expressing his love for each of the devotees. And then after that, the devotees go to have some rest. And after that, in the, in the afternoon, the devotees return to see Mahaprabhu, and Ramananda Roy comes officially there, in the midst of the Bengali devotees that came. So Mahaprabhu introduced Ramananda Roy to all the Bengali Vaishnavas because they didn't meet each other. You should try to imagine what must be the meeting of these personalities among each other. I mean, many of them, of course, need to see the parikars, but in the context of the Lilas, meeting for the first time. <laughs> so how were those meetings? Each one of them, each one of them. So after that, bear with me some extra minutes with your permission. Some kirtan starts basically. They go into the Jagannath temple and some kirtan, roaring kirtan starts with Mahaprabhu 
and all the Bengali devotees and all the devotees from Puri and Ramananda Roy and all the devotees that came from different parts. And four groups were formed here. Now comes the section of Chaitanya Charitamrita called the Veda Kirtan Leela. So, four groups of Kirtan were organized. You, we also see that here there is some structure, musically even speaking, even though Kirtan is something that does not depend on the, of, of musical expertise, but there are some considerations. Mahaprabhu said, okay, four groups hmm, with eight Mridangas each. I mean, not each, sorry, two per group, eight Mridangas totally, and uh, 32 cartels. So there is some notion there, no? For, for, for each Mridanga, four cartels. And he made four groups of different players and doing kirtan. So eventually the whole Puri joins. That's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a big city. Because they never saw such kirtan. Remember Mahaprabhu's meeting his associate from Nick from Naudib after so many years and coming back from his journey from South India, re-meeting so many new devotees. So this is the first official kirtan amongst them celebrating the reunion. So all the ones that never, I mean, many of them heard about Mahaprabhu and his kirtan, but that was the first time they were really participating in that. So many of them could not believe what's happening here. And it is said that after this, Mahaprabhu starts to circumambulate the temple without stopping, like running, running, running. And, every, and everyone was following him, following him. <laughs> and every time that Mahaprabhu was falling to the ground in ecstasy, Nityananda Prabhu was receiving him. Like Ananta says, supporting Vishnu. No, in this form, Nityananda, who is the, the source of Ananta says, is supporting hmm? the origin of Vishnu himself, Bhagavan. Raja Krishna, the form of Sri Chaitanya. <clears throat> so after this circumambulation, Mahaprabhu would stay for a while in the back part of the temple, resting for a minute. And he told the, the rest of the group, First he joined them, and he was running and, and jumping and singing. Hmm? But at some point he stopped being part of the group. He sat on one side, and, but he ordered to the four groups, you continue, Sankirtan. Hmm? You continue. <clears throat> so, and there were also in the groups, there were like main dancers also, interestingly. It's not, not only main singer, Mridanga players, cartel players, but dancers also. Till now we, we have, one of them will be there's one famous one. Bakreshwar Pandit was one. So in one group, Bakreshwar Pandit was the, sing the dancer. Sri was Pandit was the dancer in another group. Nityananda was the dancer in another group. Advaita Charya was the dancer in another group. So the dancing was, of course, in this case, was an, was an anubhav. It was like a natural symptom of what there's going in inside. Because sometimes we can dance, <laughs> but more like in a choreographic way, like, okay, no? And I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm, against, I'm not against that, but when you have bhav and prem, your dancing will come from, you are not calculating the steps you are making and whatever is happening, but still you are dancing. Like the Rasa Lila, they are dancing, but it's not just like, they are practicing before the night, okay, tonight we will do these steps and this mudra and this raga, we'll, everything is just flowing spontaneously by, by waves of bhav. Hmm. So it is said that at this point is when Mahaprabhu performed another miracle. Like, remember, there were different groups, Mahaprabhu was on one side, but at that point Mahaprabhu manifested in each one of the four groups dancing with them, simultaneously. 
and each one of them were seeing that. <clears throat> so the king, Prataparudra Maharaj, always maintained Prataparudra Maharaj, burned him in mind. <laughs> he was not able yet to participate in this, but was hearing the whole town is there. And this is happening. Somehow the news came to him. Mahaprabhu multiplied himself by four. They're having this unseen kirtan. We never saw something like this. is so ecstatic. And the king is in the palace. And he is forbidden to meet Mahaprabhu by Mahaprabhu himself. So you can imagine the, 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 the longing that the king had at this point was reaching like ultimate peaks. I mean, he was just about to... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so he sent one other message to Sarvabhoma. Please ask permission to Mahaprabhu so I can meet him. Like implying, I don't know what will happen if at this point I cannot meet him. Hmm? Please, please. And Sarvabhoma said, I already asked him too many times. I'm sorry, I see that your heart is breaking. <laughs> and my heart is breaking by seeing your heart breaking. But he didn't allow us to do that. And, and he, had, he said, I will leave poor if you insist. Mm. So, Prataparudama said, well, then, then write a letter for, for the devotees of Mahaprabhu, so they can somehow, through them, I feel that I will obtain His grace. Somehow, make the arrangement. I cannot go to Him directly, connect me with His servants, which is a very, of course, uh, smart conclusion. You don't go to Bhagavan directly, but you go through parampara, if you will, through the servants. I don't want Krishna and me. That's not, this, that's not the move. That won't be our eternal relationship. There is a sequence. Service is indirect. Dasa, 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 anudasa. Hmm? But again, at this point, the king said, if I, at this point, I cannot obtain his darshan, I will leave my kingdom. I became a yogi, a tyagi. I will leave everything and enter the, the jungle. So everyone was concerned also because, I mean, he was a great king and if suddenly the king leaves the whole kingdom and becomes a yogi, I mean, it's a, the king may fall apart also on, on a relative level. Hmm? So Sarvabhoma was in such anxiety and, and he wrote some letter and he sent that to the to the associates of Mahaprabhu and all of them were like really shocked by the level of, of the love of, of the Gajapati. Hmm? But they, they also knew if we insist to Mahaprabhu, he will be upset as well. So, so what to do? This was like the dilemma. Hmm? There's dilemma in the life of the devotees also. <laughs> on, the, on all levels, on all levels, <laughs> from day one till day 108. No? So here we have eternal associates and having to, what, how to deal with this tension, these dynamics. Hmm? Uh, so Sarvabhoma says to the associates, look, do not go to Mahaprabhu and say directly what, what our real intention is. But just go and praise Prataparudra Maharaj in front of him. Just speak His glory. He has lots of nice things to be said about. And so extol the qualities of the king. So all of them went there, but also they were kind of fearful because they were with. They approached Mahaprabhu after the kirtan ended, and Mahaprabhu was with them, and all of them approached him, like implying, "We want to tell you something." But all of them were like <laughs> afraid of. We don't know what will happen if he, he like. In, like catches our intention so nobody was saying anything Mahabharata said it seems that you came to tell me something so what's the point here hmm? and Nityananda Prabhu takes the word and says well actually we are pretty concerned because the king of Puri Pratapa Maharaj had made almost a bow 
that if he is not seeing you, he will become a tiagi, a renouncement, and he will leave everything if he's not able to receive your grace, your darshan. Hmm? So again, internally, the heart of Mahaprabhu was melting. Huh. He, I mean, his heart is not hard. His heart was like melting more and more and more and more. Hmm? But externally, he spoke again strongly, like a sannyas. Whatever he has said already, I'm a sannyas, I had nothing to do with the king because of this, because of that. I say, okay, I understand, Nityananda Prabhu say the reason why you don't want to see the king. But also you have to understand that when one person gets attached to something, until and unless that person doesn't obtain that thing he's attached to, that person won't be able to, to continue living. That happens on this world, and that happens on a spiritual level. The king is one of those persons. He's extremely attached to you. and We don't know what will happen if he doesn't obtain you, basically. Hmm? So, I, I agree, Nityananda Prabhu. He's very expert. Nityananda Prabhu will say here, here, I agree that you as a sannyasi cannot have like a public meeting with the king. That wouldn't be seen nicely in the eyes of the public. But some way, you can like give your uh, your darshan or, or keep the king alive, basically, Nityananda says. Send the king a piece of your cloth. A remnant. Mahaprasad from your cloth. That's a way of making yourself present in the life of the king on some level. I, at this point, he needs something. That's the point. At this point, he needs some connection with you, more dire, more close. Hmm? And that will maintain him alive with the hope of meeting you someday. It's not just, okay, the piece of cloth is the all in all. No, just to keep him alive for a while <laughs> with the hope that someday he will have your darshan. Hmm? Hmm? So it is said that Mahaprabhu said, okay. Externally, okay. And he gives a piece of cloth. <laughs> so they say that this piece of Mahaprabhu's cloth comes to the king and the king starts to cry and fall to the ground in ecstasy and starts on a daily basis to worship the piece of cloth. As if were as if as if it were <laughs> Mahaprabhu himself. Like if you worship a deity, ideally with this notion, there's no difference between my Lord and, and the deity. There's no difference, Pratabharuda said, between Mahaprabhu's prasadi clothes and himself, with this faith, with this fervor. So again, we see how Mahaprabhu's sannyas was accepted to be free from certain obstacles, but when other obstacles came, like this one, you cannot meet the king, Nityananda Prabhu was there. The alternative, the solution for that always, over and over again. And finally, just to close this section today, one more thing before finishing. Then Ramananda Roy again comes hmm, and goes to Mahaprabhu, oh, imploring. After some time passed, after this cloth came and Pratapaluda Maharaj was worshipping that. But again, the worship only increased his longing to meet Mahaprabhu at the same time. <laughs> no. hmm. So Mahaprabhu say, uh, Ramananda Roy said, at least give him darshan one time. At least one time. If you want, you don't ever see him again, but give him one time the chance to cross his, the path of his eyes. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu replies as usual, hmm? I'm a sannyasi, he's a king, I told this, 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 this. Hmm? So the idea comes, oh, Mahaprabhu himself gives the idea here. So we see now at this point, Mahaprabhu starts to gradually <laughs> crack no? his external stand. You can bring his son to me. 
because it says in Shastra that if, 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 if one sends his son, it's like an extension of the father. So if I see his son, it's like if I'm seeing, giving my darshan to him. That, that's mentioned in Shastra. So in this way, Ramananda goes to Prataparudra Maharaj and says, I spoke with Mahaprabhu and he suggested that your son may be sent to, to him. So Prataparudra Maharaj is so happy. So happy. So the son is sent and the son comes dressed like a prince because he's a prince. I mean, he's the son of the king. So Mahaprabhu, when he sees the son, the boy, because he was a young boy, in his ecstasy, he sees a prince and he was in Radhabhav. So he sees a prince. Who is that prince? Krishna. Krishna is the prince of Raj. He's the son of Nanda Maharaj. So he sees the son of, of, of the king and he that acts as an Udipana, as an Mm -hmm. I say stimulant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So immediately he runs and embraces the king, the boy, and starts to cry very affectionately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can imagine how the boy reacted when receiving such an embrace of Mahaprabhu. He was like in infused with bhava. He became totally possessed <laughs> of divine love immediately, manifesting all these symptoms, one after the other, all these sattvic babas, one after the other. Like choked boys, and hairs standing on end, and tremblings, and sweating, and, 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 and how do you say, pale, becoming pale, eventually fainting, collapsing to the ground. Hmm? And he starts to sing, Harinam intensely, shouting on the floor, rolling and shouting, the, the boy, just the boy, huh? in this way. So Mahaprabhu then calms the boy and says, please, please, you come on a daily basis and visit me. No, I like you very much. Bring those clothes with you. <laughs> so, again, then Ramananda takes the boy back to Prataparudra Maharaj. Prataparudra Maharaj is seeing his, his, his son coming totally converted. I mean, it was another person altogether. So, Prataparudra Maharaj felt so happy. And he said that he immediately embraced his own son. And when he embraced his son, he felt that he, if he was embraced by Mahaprabhu himself, who had embraced his son. So, it's, as, as, again, as my Guru Mahasaya said, some people will, some Indologists and historians will say, oh, this Sri, Sri Chaitanya was a, a epileptic, Indian <laughs> epileptic that eventually went mad and died. <laughs> but my Guru Mahasaya will say, but... There is a point that we are seeing this here. Epilepsy is not contagious. But what Mahaprabhu had was contagious. He embraced someone, and when someone else embraced it, that other someone became contagious. So that was a whole epidemic of friends, basically. So again, till now Mahaprabhu has not given official darshan to Prataparudra Maharaj, but we see how in very generous installments he's extending more and more. No? Some clothes, his son... And eventually, in, in our following meeting, we will see how whatever Sarbaboma predicted, remember, whatever he ad ad advised the king, you go on Rathiyat in this moment, this will, this will be happening there. Mm -hmm. So after that, it is mentioned, just to close, that Advaita Acharya, who was, again, in Puri at that time, was inviting Mahaprabhu to eat on a daily basis. And many days were happening, all of them were very happy, Prataparudra Maharaj included. <laughs> And the day for Rathayatra was getting closer and closer. Just a few days. Like, just like us here. No? Just a few days and we are there in the Rathayatra. So just try to enter there. And in this Rathayatra is when Mahaprabhu will finally give his mercy to Prataparudra Maharaj. So, 
to be continuous. Shriman Mahaprabhu ki Tataparudra Maharaj ki So, before finishing, I don't know if there are some questions, something you would like to ask in connection to what we shared today? Yes. Uh, so, how, how, how it happened that such a great devotee of Lord Jagannath as a which devotee? King Prabhupada, oh. he accepted as his advisor a guru, a monist, mm-hmm. as a of Bhattacharya. Mm. <laughs> it was more of a of a social con- convention. No? I mean, uh-huh. he was not the guru like in every single sense of the term. Mm-hmm. No, not like a Diksha guru, but more like an elder, experienced personality with knowledge in Vedanta. I mean, they were pretty open-minded, as you can see. It's not like, oh no, he's a Maya body. I, I want to speak with him. No, I mean, yeah, he's a monist. I'm a Vaishnava. But still, he can give good advice on many things. No? Except when he says, let's go to Brahma Sayuja. <laughs> the other part, I mean, Sarvabhoma was a real seasoned old fellow with lots of knowledge and experience and good advisor. So from that sense, from that side, it's said that he was like the king's guru, which is still is, is an influential relationship. No, like, okay, and, and what to speak when he became converted, that's like, okay, now he's my guru in every sense of the term, if you will. But before that, was more on that role. But in India, the term guru is, I mean, you have gurus for everything. No? Like, father, mother, and music teacher, and everything is a guru. Guru, 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 guru. So... So also on this level of being a, a, a king, having certain elder advisors, sometimes that's referred to as guru. It doesn't mean, again, Diksha guru and same lineage and sampradaya, but there's a guru principle in the way of yeah, guidance. And so basically that was the idea before Sarvabhoma's conversion. After, the relation took a whole another turn. Something else? I have a question. Uh, what is the story of Vishwarupa? And uh, how did uh, Chaitanya know that he had passed away? Well, what the story, what do you mean? What happened with him? Yeah, and what were his travels? Uh? Well, it's never described in detail anywhere. It just described that he accepted sannyas, mm-hmm. uh, being quite young, being preached by Advaita Charya, it is said. And that's a whole another story. <laughs> With Sachi being denied for him by Mahaprabhu yeah. because he offended in, in her mind at Vaitacharya when, <laughs> when Mahaprabhu was getting too much too often together with Vaitacharya. And Sachi thought, well, Advaita already spoiled my, my elder son, Vishwarup. He preached too much to him about renunciation of this world. He accepted sannyas and he lost him completely. My, my husband, Jagannath Misra, has passed away. The only person I have left in my life is Nimai. And now Advaita is preaching to him again. All this in her mind. <laughs> and his name is Advaita, she, she thought, but his name should be Dvaita. Mm-hmm. Advaita means non-dual, but his name should be Dvaita because he's dual. I mean, he's ruining my, my whole life. And now he wants to preach to Nimai and he will accept sannyasa. And that happened. <laughs> That's another story. But well, eventually the point is Mahaprabhu is giving prem to everyone in the unfolding of the lila. Someone says, and what about your mother, Sachi? He said, I won't give Prem to her. <laughs> and I was shocked. No? It's like a long section in Chaitanya Bhagavad also. No? Like, how you cannot give Prem to your mother? I mean, he's your mother. He's our mother. He's the mother of all Nadia, the universal mother. He gave birth to you. you... No, she offended the Vaishnava. 
He's, he wanted to make this point, no? Be careful with Vaishnava Aparat. She offended Advaita Charya. She thought like this, this, this. So only if Advaita Charya, and when Advaita Charya hears that, I mean, he becomes embarrassed. Like, I mean, such is way above my head. She didn't commit any Aparat. It totally. Like he said, only if Sachi begs per, per, forgiveness from Advaita and Advaita accepts that, only then I will give her prayer. And when he hears that, Advaita Charya immediately like, offers whatever needs to be offered <laughs> for her to receive prayer. I mean, she's the very womb of the personification of prayer. <laughs> but in the falling of the Nara Lila, these type of things. And so that's connected to Bishwaru. But he said that when he accepted sannyas, Basically, nothing else is known about him. Mm. That he went into pilgrimage and eventually passed away. Mm. How did Mahaprabhu knew? His omniscience maybe came to, to the surface for a minute. Uh, he left. <laughs> but there's not much information. About, only that he, some say, it, it is not even like confirmed, he received this name Sankararanya. Uh, he just passed away as a sannyasi. It is said that he's uh, his Sirodakasai Vishnu appearing in the Gaur Lila. So it's some aspect of Srinityananda also at the same time. Interesting. Srivishwarupki <laughs> Jai. Something else? Namrasana. Uh, we worship Goranga deities uh, in the mood of Never, uh, dressed, uh, never dressed as a sannyasi, Ganga, etc. So, can you explain us what this deletion? What's the reason? Ah, it was yesterday, but I'm sorry. Namrasa. <laughs> you didn't come to the class. You didn't hear the, you didn't hear the class. With this, you have shown that you have even heard the class. <laughs> so I don't know if Mahaprabhu will no, give, will give Prem to her. I was cooking yesterday. I was cooking yesterday. I was in the kitchen. Oh, you were laughing also. <laughs> <laughs> you were possessed by the deity of Hasya Rasa. <laughs> the deity of the... Won't leave you. The deity of Hasya Rasa took possession of you and... Yeah, Guru Bhakti is the one who has to almost breaking some pictures. So she will curse me right now. No prayer. What to do? So, going back to your question. This part of, of the Lila between the both also some <laughs> laughing and cursing in between and forgiving <laughs> each other. <laughs> so why we don't we do not worship Mahaprabhu in the altar? Of course we worship a sannyas. We we worship Mahaprabhu's sannyas. It's not that it's like oh no we reject it. It's totally crucial, especially for us. His example, his traveling, his teaching, his conversion, his everything. I mean, it's crucial for us to enter his stage beyond sannyas, if you will. So basically, we don't worship Mahaprabhu as a sannyas in the altar, because the altar represents a portal into our eternal prospect. I mean, when we look at the altar, we are looking where do we want to enter forever. You mean, I mean, the altar is that, it's not just the altar. The altar is like a portal like we are visualizing, we want to enter there forever to serve whether Mahaprabhu, Gornitinanda, Gurgadada, Radha Krishna, Krishna Bala, according to each one's affinity, 
and Parampara is there as members of that eternal land. So the point is, then the altar represents how do we want to worship Mahaprabhu forever. So forever means worship him in Nitya Navadvip. We have Golok Vrindavan, and inside Golok Vrindavan there's the lotus inside the lotus, as my Guru Mahaprabhu put it, Golok Navadvip. So we can worship Mahaprabhu in a second identity, spiritual identity simultaneously. And then and there Mahaprabhu is not a sannyas. That's the point. No, he's not a sannyas in Nityanavada. As, as, as Krishna is always in Braj, in Golok Vrindavan, he never leaps to Dwarka or Mathura, but he remains in Braj. He only leaps for, from, for, if you will, from Vrindavan on earth for certain purposes, of course. And similarly, Mahaprabhu's sannyas is called Naimiti Kalila. Naimiti Kalila means like incidental, yeah, occasional pastimes, an opposition of the Nitya Lila, which means permanent, eternal pastimes. So Mahaprabhu's sannyas is mostly, on one level at least, for our sake, as we mentioned. He's accepting the order, establishing Yuga Dharma, giving an example, and so on. Of course, there is a connection with the inner purpose, but the point is, there's no sannyas of Mahaprabhu in the Nitya Lila. So the altar represents a portal into the Nitya So that's why he's not as a sannyas. But we worship his sannyas outside of the altar, if you will. <laughs> we are doing that all these days, basically. Nobody speaking about that, hearing about that section in particular. We haven't touched his non-sannyas section here. We just started with just after he accepted sannyas because it's really crucial for us to enter. Sriva Sangam, basically. Now the, the Kirtan of Sriva is there, where, where he's Nimai Vishwambar. He's not Sri Krishna Chaitanya. He's Vishwambar Misra, full of intimacy, sweetness, and informality, if you will, like Krishna Vrindavan, somehow. Different modes, but that level of intimacy and proximity. Mahaprabhu's sannyas is like Krishna in Dwarka, you know, like a prince riding on an elephant, and so on. Like when, when the Brajabhasis met Krishna in Kurukshetra. Tomorrow we will speak about that. <laughs> Tomorrow is Bhaktinath Thakur's Tirubhav Mahotsav. So we will speak some words about what Bhaktinath Thakur said. His last, not his last wish, but something like that in connection to I want to leave my body in Kurukshetra. There is an entry point there also for us. But that will be the general reason why Mahaprabhu's Sanyas is not in the altar. But we worship his sannyas <laughs> in the proper way. <clears throat> okay, we will stop here and tomorrow we will continue. Tomorrow we have a very special day. We will celebrating two important, very important things, which is the Tirubhap Mahotsav or Disappearance Festival of Sri Thakur Bhaktivinoda and Sri Gadadhar Pandi. <clears throat> so we will be speaking in the morning about Sri Bhaktivinoda Thakur in connection to his disappearance and in the Evening, we will be speaking about Sri Gadadhar Pandit in connection mostly to his last days in Jagannath Puri, in connection to our narrative here <laughs> and his disappearance as well. That will be really interesting discussion and high, high points, really deep and esoteric. So, fasten your seatbelts and see you tomorrow. Srila Gurudev ki Sriman Mahaprabhu ki Sri Harinam Sankirtan ki Sri Giriraj Maharaj ki jai, Jagannath Balai Subhadri ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrind ki jai, Gaur Pramanda. <laughs>